Hi, Moneymakers. Sebi and Josh here. Thanks for listening. Before we jump into this episode, please share and help our ministry. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Share with your friends, your family. Hey, if you have enemies, (laughs) share with them as well and everyone in between. Now enjoy the episode. Happy New Year, guys. Thanks for starting this new year. Listen to our podcast. This will be the first episode of 2022. And coincidentally, it's also the first market day of 2022. Yes, we're very, very happy and we're very excited for what the market holds this year. Of course, we're going to expect a lot of volatility, you know, a lot of shocking turns in the market like we see every time. But it should be a very, very fun and interesting year for the equity markets. I personally, I am expecting uh, some aggressive moves in the upside, mainly because that's something we expect every year. But if it's <laughs> like 2021 December, we never got our Santa Claus rally. However, I think we're going to see a very different trajectory, mainly because from last year, we saw a lot of people holding on to cash because they were yeah. not sure about the market direction. The market never actually picked a direction towards the end of the year. However, I believe with stocks like Tesla, it's leading us to believe that we're going to see some upward trends, at least for a week or two, maybe. Mainly because Tesla absolutely crushed earnings. They were estimated to deliver about 260 plus thousand vehicles, and they delivered around 300,000 plus vehicles. And it was around a 16% beat over what the expectation was. In fact, they actually beat bullish investors for Tesla, their expectation. So they absolutely crushed it. And this was given to us on Sunday. Their revenue is estimated to grow greater than 80% in 2022. And a lot of people actually said that uh, quarter four is a trophy case. For Tesla, meaning that they're always expected to do well in quarter four. And what does this mean in my book or when I think about it is mainly because a lot of people were saying people are conserving their cash. People do not have money, so they're not spending anymore. But look at Tesla, a high end vehicles. In fact, they're actually increasing prices in China. This is, I believe, their second increase in China. I think it's their second. Yeah. So one of the releases, one of the increases that they're having And yet their cars or their vehicles are still in demand. So what do you think or what do you expect in the 2022 market? Yeah. So speaking about Tesla, I feel the numbers we got for the deliveries is just the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. Because I remember last year, many auto companies complained about the chip shortage. Mm -hmm. You know, they they claimed that, you know, they couldn't meet the deliveries because of the shortage in semiconductors. And I feel Tesla, they had a really, really effective and efficient way of handling this because they still experienced it, but it was not on to the level that other companies were complaining. So that says something about Tesla's management you know, and the way they approach problems. I think they did a very, very great job. Another thing is that because they beat this number, I think many analysts are going to come out and start raising their targets. Not only are they going to raise their sales target and their profit targets, obviously, this is going to lead to raising their price targets. I think right now the highest price target for Tesla on the street is about 1,400. I would not be surprised to see some people coming out with 1,600, 1,800, maybe even 2,000. 
Because remember, Tesla is still in its growth expansion phase. So I think we still have a little left in the tank for Tesla to grow rapidly. So that's what I think about Tesla. But for the market as a whole, I think this year is going to be another year of rotation, just like we saw last year. Exactly. You know, and I think this is a year because now we have the Fed in the mix. We know they're already started tapering, but now there are other things to be aware of. And they're going to raise interest rates. If they will, when? How many times we do that this year? Another thing to also look at is how we're going to handle Omicron variant. Mm -hmm. Right now, fortunately, and what I really like is the fact that we don't have as many hospitalizations. Even though, obviously, so many people are getting it, it's not a good um, virus, obviously. Many people are still sick. But at least the hospitalization levels and the death levels are way lower than it was when the outbreak first started last year so i think we come out of it eventually and because of that it's going to have optimism it's going to cause optimism the market and equities will outperform again however i think it's going to be tricky we're going to have up and downs it's going it's going to be volatile so i think this is a stock because market we really need to go in depth and do our research and find those great companies that have good management teams great growth rates and strong cash flows i agree with you i think the Omicron situation definitely does throw, put investors in kind of a loop position, mainly because in one breath, we're like, oh, Omicron is not as bad, but the cases are rising tremendously. We don't know if yes. you know, hospitalization rates will follow because that's how it was with even Delta variants and even the first COVID. Cases were just rising. People were like, oh, nobody's really dying. You know, it's just like the flu. Then deaths rates started rising. So that's how... People are interpreting like, hey, are we going to have this? In another breath, if Omicron is really bad, interest rate plans might be delayed. Yes, we have seen Powell say, hey, you know, everything is going to go according to plan. However, Powell is not going to allow the economy crumble. He will still have to give if the economy is suffering. Then we now have inflation that is, you know, acting really funny and not being as transitory as people have been saying it was. And it's actually affecting our daily lives even more so going to the grocery store or going out to buy food. Everyone's like, hey, everything is really expensive. So there are a lot of factors that are going into the market. And for me, something that I'm actually thinking is who is going to benefit the most regardless of the economic situation? And I am personally thinking, I know people are going to be like, what? That's crazy. But I'm thinking names like Walmart will benefit from this. Apple is still going to benefit regardless of what happens to the economy. And Tesla, my Tesla, my Tesla, will always benefit <laughs> from it. Well, what do you think would, what stocks do you think would benefit regardless of if the market really well, we're in a choppy market, regardless for somebody who is thinking long-term, hey, I really want to enter a position. I'm not thinking of anything too expensive or even if they have money for something expensive, what stocks are you super excited for it to watch or that would benefit from this volatile situation going on? That's a great question. I think this year, balance is going to be a very, very important theme to have, not just putting all your eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. If we have an inflationary situation, I think companies with great purchasing power will do well. Like you said, Apple, regardless of how expensive the iPhone is, people yeah. will still buy Apple. I think also grocery stores, people like Costco, Walmart, Target, because they can pass on higher costs 
to individuals, to people in the country. Even though Walmart, they said in the last earnings that they, they absorbed all that cost, you know, which I find very interesting. Why other companies like Costco and Target passed it on mm-hmm. to their consumers. After that, I also like companies in the software space. I like Microsoft. Enterprise technology spending is going up every year because we're living in an economy where everything is moving to the digitized side of life. More people are using the cloud. And while Microsoft, they might seem like, okay, this company, they're not going to remove that much. Look at what they did last year. And I think um, because they outperformed last year and they're still growing their revenues at a very, very good rate for a company of their size, there's a very high chance that they'll keep it going. They have great management. They have great balance sheet. So I think there is no reason why Microsoft won't do well. Then Tesla, obviously Tesla, for me, this is going to be a very, very good year for them because the demand just keeps going up. And now they have their their factory in Austin opening very soon. They have their factory in Berlin. And once production starts, you know, getting cranked up there, obviously they will be able to deliver even more cars. In 2021, they deliver almost 1 million. I would not be surprised if going to the end, they might be up almost 50 to 80 percent in their deliveries because they don't have demand of even two million they're just not able to keep up because capacity so i really think the fact that even though they are expanding their factories it's not like all those companies are just investing in all those factories but when you look at the return there's no demand (laughs) nothing there's no return on investment but the return of this investment is going to be almost 3x whatever it is they put there based on the deliveries on their vehicles. So I think that's something I'm super looking forward to. I am also, I am not really investing in any small cap slash SPAC spaces, but I'm interested to see what they do because they're not talked about very often in the sense that they have their moments. And I wonder, I would yeah. to see another moment like they had in 2020. They had their moment in 2021. People were like, hey, is this the return of SPACs? But in small caps, they died down again. Are we going to see something like that again in 2022? So I'm definitely going to put an eye on it, at least for options trading, because whenever it is they move, they're giving people like a thousand percent. So I definitely yeah. want to jump on that wagon and pack some money from Wall Street for sure. <laughs> I think another stock I'm looking at is also PayPal, mm-hmm. you know, and for me, this is actually very interesting. The fact that it fell as hard as it did. Mm-hmm. And what I find even more interesting was how the whole thing started. I remember waking up in the morning and looking at the market and a news headline came through that PayPal were, were trying to buy Pinterest, <laughs> you know, and the market did not take that well at all because to them, they believe that Pinterest, they're not that they're not a good business, you know, yeah. why are they trying to buy them? And that way they're questioning the management. And also whenever a large company starts acquiring smaller companies in different um, sectors, mm-hmm. right. Or in a different space, people started to think, huh, is it possible that a growth in this company is more or less done? So they're trying to acquire someone, you know, so that is what started the downtrend in PayPal. Then they had their earnings. Their earnings were not too bad, but they fell short of some of the revenue estimates and it came crashing down. I think at all-time high, um, sometime last year, PayPal was around $310, and it fell as low as $180, you know? So that was really, really an aggressive move down. However, last year, Amazon, they chose Venmo, which is obviously owned by PayPal, to be their official partner with their payment space on their website. And for me, this is a very, very big deal, you know, because this is going to increase your reach, 
for mm-hmm. PayPal. I remember PayPal is still growing exponentially in developing markets. Mm-hmm. And let us remember they also have very great, great leadership. I so agree. I think PayPal is also a very good company. Square work will work as well, you know, with Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, the I digital agree. economy becoming more popular. I think Square and PayPal are two to look at. I definitely think that PayPal and Square really suffered, especially with the rise of buy now, pay later. However, I started to explore PayPal's version of the interest-free buy now, pay later. And honestly, it's actually a pretty easy use, given the fact that also PayPal is used even more widely than a firm or Kalana. So I see a comeback with them, especially when people would realize like, hey, you know, these companies are definitely looking undervalued, especially with the reach that they have. Definitely looking forward, praying and hoping that Square would pick up. Come on, Square. Because I think they do. There's no reason why they're trading at 160. It doesn't make any sense to me. They should at yeah. $200. But we'll see how the year goes for sure. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening with us and sticking with us. We're in for a wonderful ride in 2022. I know I'm going to make some hopefully, but yeah, that's all we have for you guys today. Thank you, guys.